The following message is brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. To learn more about the Ezra Institute's mission to advance the Lordship of Christ, please visit www.ezrainstitute.ca. This is a culture clash, plain and simple. Eric, how do you think you are talking to me like that? I resent the fact that your implication that only you are a Canadian. Well, we've got a culture clash for sure. I guess the operative word is culture. Cultures come into collision and uh, the sparks will fly. And uh, that's usually the way it works on this show on Tuesday mornings at this time. Joining us to uh, help evince some kind of, uh, I don't know, make some sense out of some of these stories that are here front and center this morning, Dr. Scott Masson, Associate Pastor at the Westminster Chapel in Toronto. Good to have you back, Scott. Good morning. Thanks, John. Good morning. And Greta Vosper, Minister at the West Hill United Church and founder of the Center for Progressive Christianity. Hello. 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 Hey, you know, when I say uh, a culture clash, uh, literally, that's what we have playing out in Uganda, for example. Uh, you know, the president uh, recently signed into law an anti-homosexual bill, which, uh, you know, criminalizes, although it had been criminalized Previously, but uh, now uh, something as strict as the death penalty for engaging continuously in homosexual acts, uh, that's not a a good thing necessarily to be uh, putting people to death. But uh, they then went a step further. I guess uh, one of the newspapers there uh, outed 200 of the top gays in the country. So similar to what we saw with Vladimir Putin's Russia, there seems to be... uh, a very anti-gay initiative taking place, and and this one is in the heart of Africa. I believe uh, next door in Kenya, they've got something along similar lines. But what's interesting, when the president tells the West to butt out, uh, he says, um, or he's accused the arrogant and careless Western groups of trying to recruit Ugandan children into homosexuality, same as Putin suggesting, you know, hey, keep off the kids, but uh, no propagandizing and things like that, as though the gays are there, (coughs) excuse me, and propagandizing and proselytizing. President Museveni in Uganda uh, goes a step further, and he says, this is not your business to tell and dictate to us how we want to uh, comport ourselves culturally. Scott Masson, I start with you. Uh, is he right about that, or is this a case of uh, international condemnation is necessary in certain benighted parts of the world? Well, um, we do believe that nations and their governments, elected governments, have authority uh, to rule and to legislate in accordance with uh, that mandate, and we recognize uh, the state's sovereignty in these areas. Um, so on that front, I think that he's right in saying, but out. Uh, on the other hand, to criticize in accordance with what we understand to be human rights uh, issues is fully uh, legitimate as well. The question is whether this is one of those instances. Um, and I think you can see a pattern here uh, um, of a promotion of a gay agenda, which uh, there's some inconsistency with respect to legislation. I'll, I'll bring in a, another piece here, um, which is Eric Holder, the Attorney General in the U.S. has just stated that state attorneys are not obligated to defend laws that they believe are discriminatory, and specifically he's referring to uh, the fact that uh, six um, state attorney generals have refused to defend same-sex marriage bans. So uh, the administration, the Obama administration, Holder being a representative of that, is clearly promoting a gay agenda, and the law per se is irrelevant to them. And at that point, you do have to think that uh, our Ugandan president does have a point that there's an agenda here, and they don't even care about laws. They're, they don't even care about their own laws. 
So why should they care about other nations' laws? And and I do think there's an element of chaos that is introduced. Uh, I know that's a, a little bit of a tangent on what we talked about. There's a little bit uh, of a sense of a religiosity about this and promotion of an agenda that doesn't even respect uh, not not only uh, international law, but their own laws. Well, you're talking about Arizona as well, which I guess uh, Correct, moved sure. to ban gay marriage, and uh, that's being stricken down or challenged, as you say, federally. So uh, let me get to Greta Vosper. I mean, this is in Uganda, and... Uh, Uganda is, you know, it's far removed from the North American context where perhaps, you know, uh, progressives have taken us to uh, another, let's say, uh, we've we've gone forward from what they're practicing insofar as cultural norms are in, in you know, Central Africa. Uh, that's why he's saying don't impose your cultural norms on us. We've got our own way of doing things. But out, if it were any other thing where, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, we were trying to dictate certain things to the Ugandans. I'm sure there would be a lot of progressives saying, no, no, this is a, a culture unto itself, lay off. So, is well, in actual a- fact, that's, that's exactly what progressives are saying, because the biggest export that the United States has to Uganda is evangelical Christianity. And evangelical Christianity is what has uh, incited hatred uh, in Uganda against gays. Uh, Roger Ross Williams had a documentary at Hot Docs last year called God Loves Uganda, in which he uh, went, followed that trail of how that information is getting into Uganda, how uh, the hatred is being uh, fanned uh, by evangelical Christians and uh, Ugandans saying, keep that crap out of our country. We don't want that evangelical stuff. We've had gay people here. They've lived in our culture. We've recognized them. We've celebrated them. They've been part of us. For you to come in and start telling us that they're horrible, that they're wrong, uh, for the president to suggest that it's that it's a progressive perspective that is poisoning Uganda is absolutely ridiculous. It's coming from this evangelical uh, world which has been projected into Uganda, and which is making uh, uh, very few people very, very wealthy. The International House of Prayer is supporting ministries there, sending young people over to pray over children uh, in remote villages to teach them about homosexuality and tell them how wrong it is. And I think that that's what's being what's being imported into Uganda, and that's the part that uh, should be kept out. I mean, the th- so the when the president they- signs this into law, are you saying he's doing it at the behest? He has a vested interest. He's got he's got a population now that has been incited to hatred. Mm -hmm. by a message that has come from the West in the form of evangelical Christianity. All right. They've been evangelized, Scott Masson. A response. Well, I don't know if that's the case or not. I do know there's a strong evangelical population in Uganda. Uh, I certainly know that. I also know that in Africa in general, there's no tolerance for homosexuality across the board. So I'm not so sure that it's specifically coming from that angle, as Greta suggests. But it is certainly the case that uh, states uh, around the world do, in fact, legislate morality, uh, and uh, including our own. And uh, for the Ugandan people to do this, uh, the government to do on behalf of the people, clearly a pop- popular measure, uh, I think is perfectly within their remit. I don't think that, uh, despite what was said, that this is hateful per se. Uh, it, that's the perspective of, of uh, a different worldview, a different religious perspective. In fact, the initial bill, I'm just reading this now on the BBC website, that there was a death penalty for homosexual acts. This has been removed, as has the uh, crime of refusing to report gay people. So it's been toned down. In yeah, it's now life to... imprisonment. That's a nice toned down. <clears throat> well, my well, question is, I mean, uh, are we, when I say we in the West, I, I notice where uh, human, acti- human rights activist Bernie Farber is saying, gay bashing in Uganda, the silence is not an option. Uh, is this, though, uh, a case of 
we need to intervene or we're practicing cultural chauvinism, which might even be a form of neocolonialism. Yep. I, I, I think that uh, perspectives that seek to uh, dignify humanity in whatever iteration it happens to arrive I think that those movements are always positive movements uh, wherever they are, and that, that, that you can label that neocolonialism if you want to put it down. Well, what but if we is, not, to... is not the projection of evangelical Christianity. Isn't that closer to what colonialism was, taking our perspective and well, it's slamming your perspective it on the heads on colonialism. of people who exist? You're a the second wave colonialist. That's, that's the has issue. has identified Uganda as the country that could possibly be exhibited as the best example of uh, evangelical Christianity taking root in its in its uh, legislative and political offices that that's that's their goal I mean they they say that very clearly and so is that not colonialism is that not taking our belief system and and you know no the Africans are voting for this is a democratic vote the, the, the difference Africans are being taught that message are, are, I mean, sorry that, are you suggesting that the African people the Ugandans are too are, are are not intelligent enough to vote and to discern and to decide who they're going to vote for and that's an for? excellent way to try to discredit my argument well, and if you, if that's you the first point the second point is hatred you, in a population well, that, right, by, the, by, right, by giving on, them right, a supernatural let message him, let them respond my on. response here is that this is second wave colonialism it's imposing the so called white man's burden for the second time now the white man's burden happens to be the gay agenda. Uh, and the Africans, just like the Russians, who voted, and it's not Putin's agenda that was unanimously voted for by the Duma, had said, we want no such propaganda in our country. So it is, we're, we're going to reject the, uh, the uh, imposition of Western values, which we have seen before in the case of the Russians in the sense of propaganda. We're not going to tolerate this. We see it as socially destructive. Uh, we already have a problem in, in Russia now, I'm speaking, with uh, having an, uh, a replacement birth rate. The last thing we want is more sexual uh, problems. What are, what are some of the other things that have been socially destructive in human history? Well, let me ask. Uh, women coming out of, the, out of the bedroom and out of the kitchen, um, children being recognized as having their own rights. Uh, a lot well, let me of give you an example here, Greta. Destructive, well, let me ask you. Let me, well, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. If, uh, for example, you cite this as a human rights issue, uh, there might be an argument, well, in certain third world or developing countries, there are human rights violations when it comes to, say, tyrannical or totalitarian rule. So if we want to go into Cuba or we want to go into Venezuela and insert democracy or into some Mideastern uh, despotic uh, regime, there's a lot of people who say, stay the hell out. Who are you to impose your Western values there and insert and insinuate yourself? So are we talking You're here talking about- Western economic values. Well, I'm not certain that Western well, economic just, values I'm, I'm, are I'm a good thing. I've human rights. Human rights. When you want to affect uh, human rights, that's you know to emancipate people. That's your argument. So I'm just flipping yeah. And it. And, the, and the United Nations and Canada is always slow to go into a country where it's women's rights that are being abused, that are being oppressed. I mean, they'll, they'll go in if it's economic interest, well, but they won't go in if it's women being locked in their homes. Well, okay. To to your have, point, you let know, me just pick up on that. Are we picking our spots selectively, and if so, why? And uh, when do we decide to go in and make our statement and insert ourselves into their public or cultural debate as opposed to when we don't. Well, That's why the, I'm confused. The, when, it's, when it's related to religion, uh-huh. we get slammed when we do. The United Church of Canada has started a boycott against uh, goods coming from illegal settlements in Israel, and we have been slammed all over the map for that because it's religious-related. It seems to be religious-related. It's it selective bigotry is what religion. that is. Uh, that's selective bigotry picking on one country for its human rights violations alleged and ignoring them okay, across the board. Okay, let's see your congregation or your denomination. You can pick on 
one of the other ones, and then maybe it'll be fair, and we won't. It won't be just right. a single. Let me come back in a moment. Uh, We've been at, we were asked to do that, uh, and we did. Scott Masson and Greta Vosper. The debate uh, has started. In Uganda, this is uh, going to be, I'm sure, an international incident with the president signing into law, uh, outlawing homosexuality, and then the paper went and outed the top 200 gays in the country. I don't know how they've uh, ascertained this list, but still, the question is whether or not the West uh, remains on the sideline, or John Kerry, Secretary of State in the U.S., Barack Obama's man, is saying we might have to discontinue aid. Uh, President of Uganda saying, who are you in the West to preach how we're going to conduct our affairs? Do we have a say in the matter? Should we? Or should we butt out? 870-6400, star 640 on cell. This is a culture clash, plain and simple. A new law in Uganda punishes gay sex with up to life in prison. The law, which is already in effect, was signed by President Yoweri Museveni, who said while signing the bill that science doesn't support homosexuality. No study has shown that you can be homosexual purely by nature. The law calls for first-time offenders to be sentenced to 14 years in jail. It sets life imprisonment as the maximum penalty for aggravated homosexuality. Gay rights opponent Scott Lively of Defend the Family International says he would have rather seen a law similar to the Russian anti-propaganda model. The Ugandan law is, uh, uh, with its focus on punishment, is in the, going in the wrong direction. Brian Silva of Marriage Equality USA says the law is disappointing. It's a tragedy for the LGBTQ community of Uganda. It's a tragedy for the whole country. And it's uh, really sad for the entire world. The law has been condemned in Washington and around the world. All right, but the Ugandan president says, uh, butt out west, you got nothing to teach us. And uh, that's where we find ourselves in this culture clash this morning with Dr. Scott Masson from the Westminster Chapel in Toronto and Greta Vosper, minister at the West Hill United Church. Uh, Effectively, when do we uh, impose our cultural values? Uh, do we stand on the sidelines and say uh, that's their business, or do we have an obligation to insert ourselves and hopefully come out on the right side of history? Let's see what the folks say. Uh, Afton, we'll start with you and Vaughn. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Um, I guess I just wanted to say well, there's two things. One, that the comment about colonialism not necessarily being a negative thing historically, it has been a terrible, murderous thing, and I think that this is absolutely neocolonialism, that installing beliefs from somewhere else to another country is the definition of it. Mm-hmm. So, so are you talking the evangelical beliefs yeah. or the or the belief, the no, alternative the to that? Belief. Okay, thank so you. We've already colonized them, so I think we have a duty to go back and, and, and get and do, undo what, what's been done. <clears throat> um, and I also... Uh, I also think that the idea that um, when, when, when Scott said that um, do you think they're not intelligent enough to make those decisions, well, you are taught reason and you're taught logic. Those are things that we learn. If you put a person in the middle of nowhere and let them be raised by wolves, they'd be feral. They would have no ability to use reason or logic. So whatever abilities they have to make these decisions or vote, they were taught it. Right. That's but... the way that they were taught the hatred. Right, but the gay thing is something that uh, is not taught and it's not being promoted or anything like that. So you dispute that that's the issue. And colonialism is a one-way thing. It's it's colonialist when you don't like it, and it's not colonialist when you do like it. I find that no, it's, bo- it's both. It's both. It's both. They, they, like they, they were taught if they were taught to hate hate uh, gays, for example, but they were also taught a certain way of thinking. I don't think they're being taught to hate gays. To, uh, to have another way of thinking or the ability to decide between the two or use reason or use logic or use whatever moral parameters 
those are things that they were taught at the same time. Well, they're being taught to value the family, and uh, they're they're rejecting an addition. So you don't an, think they were able to value the family before that? Before no, evangelical Christianity no, stepped in? No, of course they were, and they're being taught to defend the family against a different definition of the family, which is being promoted in uh, North America and throughout uh, Western Europe. Homosexuality um, is not a definition of the family. No, but the idea of same-sex marriage and that these things are permissible uh, and uh, that they're a way of human flourishing is a, is certainly a definition of the family, and we know that's being imposed uh, throughout North America as we speak. I mean, even uh, uh, in the case of TWU, for instance, uh, there are now a bunch of lawyers trying to convince um, the uh, uh, Federation of Law Societies of Canada to reject TWU's ap- application, even though uh, they've already passed the bar for admission on that. So there is a clear uh, refusal to allow religious conscience in our country. The Ugandans can see that this is the case. They want no party. Greta, are you suggesting then that uh, in, you know, Africa, uh, broaden Africa, not just Uganda, but uh, Nigeria, what have we got, uh, man, the Sahel, uh, let's leave away uh, the Muslim uh, dominant countries. Uh, Kenya is also in there. Uh, They've been indoctrinated with Western values to this point. I think that religion around the world, anywhere that religion exists, uh, it propagates a morality that is more often than not negative towards the LGBTQ community, uh, often towards women. So they would have been okay without the white man coming in and giving them... It does, I, I'm not talking about the white man, the black man. I'm talking about religion in uh-huh. all its iterations, wherever it is. If it's being used to deny rights to humans, then it's being used for the wrong purposes. I think that we need to eradicate religion in the forms that it, uh, it, it is used to yeah. oppress people <laughs> and to deny rights. So we need to eradicate it. I mean, you hear yourself talking. We I do to... hear myself talking, and I'm saying what I'm saying very intentionally is religion is used to deny rights from people. Right. And I think that that is inappropriate. Right. It and you think eradicating other people. Oh, so we're going to eradicate other people's rights in the names of the rights that you believe and you define as human rights. But Actually, not, well, you're Scott, going to deny the ones. They're hardly that, mine. Well, you're they're going to inalienable. Them. They're inalienable rights is what, conferred by whom? <sighs> recognized by all of us. Well, apparently not all of us, because the Ugandans don't agree. Neither did the Christians at Trinity Western and the the Christians at Arizona who are now wanting protection from... uh, Yeah, and take, you know, if we all woke up and the memory of religion was gone from our brains, I don't think that we would have a difficulty Well, you can live in your little John Lennon paradise of imagining this uh, world that doesn't exist. And you can continue to spit on it and put it down, Scott, if that makes you you feel bigger. Here's another question, uh, before I get back to the calls, in Arizona as well, rest Restauranteurs have been granted the right to not serve gays if they don't want to. Doesn't that sound similar to, you know, things that happened in the South not that long ago? Well, this is where they couch it, though, as the religious freedom. Oh, uh, yeah, to... of course it couched in religious freedom because religion is allowed to, to to put forward bigotry, to oppress, to deny rights. And none of us want to say anything about it because it's too difficult. Okay. Well, Regretta, I mean, even on that point, we were talking about this before the show. There's just been a study that has come out that have shown that there are more conservatives than liberals that have mixed race families. So the accusation and your point that is? my point is that the very people that you accuse of racism, bigotry, all the the things that you hate are actually well actually the lgbtq community uh they're racist connects no they connect their uh to to the racial agenda it's just like uh the case of segregation in the south and now this is the next uh the next frontier is the lgbtq well the next thing will be women without husbands with them 
You don't have to serve a woman in a stall if she's alone. That's got I nothing mean, to do ridiculous. with not serving them. It's it has to do with a, a it has spe- to do with a religious agenda. No, it has to no, it has to do with uh, the case that has come place in, in a couple of instances where people who have uh, religious objections to same sex ceremonies and have refused to cater to them. Uh, a florist, I believe, in Colorado or something like that. Uh, uh, is refusing to say, I don't want to be a part of it, and they were sued for that. The same thing, there's a millionaire gay couple in the UK right now that is suing the Anglican Church to force them to have a church wedding, even though the legislation uh, suggests that they won't it's have to do this. religion. Well, you want the separation of church and state. I now do. You- I do. Right, but, but where you've got a state religion, the state has to be operative for all the members of the state, or that's the whole idea there. Right, let me grab more calls on this matter in Uganda. William and Scarborough, let's get you in here. Thanks for waiting. No worries, John, and thanks for taking my call, and good morning to everybody. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, you know, I, I, I really do take offense um, to the notion that evangelicals promote hate. Mm. Uh, I, I do take offense that I'm an evangelical minister in Scarborough, and um, you see uh, uh, places like Crossroads with their orphanage program, digging wells, James Robinson digging wells in in Africa, uh, feeding the poor. You mm. see that. None of that's talked about. Mm. But when you see um, uh, Christians' views on homosexuality, that's talked about. Uh, but you don't see... Um, the good things that evangelical Christians do, and that to me is quite shameful. And to, and to think that it's because uh, Christian evangelical missionaries that literally put their life on the line mm. to go to these countries to uh, just fulfill what the end of Matthew said to go into all the world and preach the gospel, to me I find really hurtful and really sad that uh, that um, that Miss Vosper thinks that. Um, and quite, you know, Uganda is its own democratic country. If you if you read any of my work, you'll notice that the things that I laud are exactly the kinds of things that you are saying the evangelical church does that are good. That are things about supporting, enhancing well-being, and uh, bringing bringing to communities uh, in need those things that they need in order to uh, contribute to that well-being. Those those are all very human. Uh, oriented things. They are not exclusive to the evangelical church. They are they are tinged with and shot through with uh, the principle of human dignity that I'm upholding here. They're outworkings where, of the Christian where faith, religions, though. And I'm not talking exclusively evangelical Christianity. Where religions of any ilk go against that and reduce the concept of human dignity and dehumanize individuals by labeling them in one way or another, whatever that may be, then I stand in the way and I say that is inappropriate. Let me ask you, Greta, are you in favor of uh, exporting democracy to countries that don't have it and maybe oppress their people? Uh, how about nation building? Philosophically against that? You mean like the, Institu- the New Democratic Institute out of Washington that, that, that goes to countries and teaches uh, about elections, how to hold fair elections, how to uh, manage uh, those kinds of elections? And yeah, I, I, I don't think that that's a bad thing. I do think that there's a lot about Western culture that we don't want to actually have tramping around the entire world. And having watched the movie The Wolf of Wall Street last night, that's a pretty good example of what we don't want happening all around the world. Uh, let's grab another call. Here's uh, line three. Don't have a name. Go ahead. You're on the Oakley Show. Okay, it's Mike. Hey, Mike. Hi, Mike. Mike. Okay, uh, my my issue is is this. 
I mean, we have Russia that was forced secularism for a long, long time. Communism. Mm-hmm. Right. But they were also, uh, religion was, was not looked well upon. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what did you, you got anti-homosexual thing. But they, they struck a good balance, which was not to teach children, not to propagandize children. If they're truly gay, they will discover it themselves. So their law is pretty balanced in my view. Now, the Ugandan law seems a little harsh, right? But you cannot blame Western uh, civilization, and you cannot blame evangelical Christianity, because how many Chinese friends do I know who come from a secular country? And you take a look at that secular country, and what is their policy towards homosexuality? We don't have them here. Mm -hmm. You know? And then you take a look at Islam. Come on. You can't put, put this on one uh, group. Uh, my, fa- my family, a lot of my family are Wiccan practitioners. Okay? They do not like homosexuality. They'll tolerate homosexuality. Uh, what people do, let them do. Okay? But not, in, not educating children. All right, so you're against the proselytizing. Thanks a lot for the call. Manny and Ajax, let's work you in here. Good morning, Oakley no Show. missionaries in China. Yeah, yeah. good morning, John. Uh, all right, Greta, wait a minute. Were you saying that uh, Chinese people have I been evangelized? I just evang- said, like, there's no, evangelized? there were no missionaries in China. I mean, it, there are There are estimated to be 100, 100 million Christians in, in China right now and uh, through the uh, evangelistic preaching of the gospel in the underground church, and you know that full well. All right, Manny, well, I want to work you in but, here in so Asia. So you're, you're, you're denying the, the caller's argument that those that the, the, the official perspective of China no, is, I would say, is that of a secular well, country. It's not. That, no, you, so you're agreeing with me. No, I'm, I'm not. Saying a, good gosh, I'm not agreeing with you. Okay, I mean, well, get, get a grip. million missionaries? I, mean, <laughs> in, in, I wanted to get Manny China? in here I mean, as the last word. Hang on, on, Manny. Manny. Sorry, what Manny. do you got in 10 seconds or less? Oh, I, I got to say that um, I agree with Greta to a certain extent. Um, look, uh, any religion that doesn't recognize homosexuality in this day and age um, is not a religion that can play on the world stage and in the future. I'm not uh, saying that uh, to go out and you know promote and all that, but you got to understand these are people. This is creation of God. Um, the creation of God is a perfect world, and you got to understand this. Now these people may be uh, in a different. It's not a disease as such. As but what you're saying uh, is a religion, if it's going to be credible, has to reflect current social mores. Right, John. That is absolutely correct. All right, last word to Scott Masson. Right. Well, I mean, I believe in a a perfect God that created a perfect world. I also believe in the depravity uh, and the ravages of of human sin, which we can see all around us. Seriously, you're not going to leave that as the last word. Well, I know. Well, I mean, Greta, we've heard enough of the sinful perspective for today. But I mean, the the, the reality here is that we can all see that there's evil in the world and and it is endemic in the human condition. And only the Christian faith not only identifies it, but also says that Jesus Christ came to atone for the sin of the world. Uh, Greta, you wanted to rejoin her. I'm just delighted that humanity has the capacity to evolve, not just uh, as a biological species, but as an intellectual and rational species, and that we will recognize and move forward in our understanding of the complexity, the diversity, and the beauty of the human spirit and the human body in all its iterations. And we'll end the lesson. Uh, Dr. Scott Masson from the Westminster Chapel, Greta Voster from the West Hill United Church. Thank you both. Thank you. Very instructive Oakley show coming back. Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity.
Please feel free to share it with friends, but do not charge for or alter the material in any way without the express written consent of the EICC. Thank you.